Welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves. I'm Danny. I'm uh, I'm the big Shakuna, aka Jeremy. Hi. I'm a Benny Alexander. I uh, or um, for people in TikTok land, Benny and the Wax. Have yeah, you are. Once we'll again. plug our TikToks at the end here, and we're here hey, to talk about an album. It's all about me. <laughs> it is. The show is all about you, Benny. In, in case, uh, in case Dan didn't know, that's I know. I know. Of course, I've known all along. So we're here to talk about him on. Stands for for Benny. It's a <laughs> that's right. The the B and B sides ourselves uh, does stand for Benny. That's true. That's correct. It wasn't Big Shakuna. I was I was hoping that it would be, but I'll let you have it this time, Benny. Oh. It's fine. There's I'll just join another podcast. Okay, <laughs> now that their egos have shrunken a little, continue. <laughs> we're here to talk about the 2005 masterpiece, The Everglow, by the band May. The second Boy, are we ever. The second full-length studio album from the band. The band features Dave Elkins. If I screw these names up, I'm sorry. Zach Gangring, Jacob Marshall, Rob Sweltzer, and Mark Padgett. Padgett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show it off. I'm showing it off. Shakuna has the, the album on vinyl. The, 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 uh, the audio people can't hear this or see this, but I, I have the record. And it's good. All right. All right. How'd you feel, Benny, listening to it for the first time? It was an experience. I uh, oh, it I did, was an experience. I did really enjoy it. I mean, it's a. I even took notes. Um, well, I, I was so, hoping you would. <laughs> good. No, uh, it, it was great, and I loved the uh, of the story. Um, that kind of progressed um, from beginning to end, which I'm sure we'll get through um, in oh, yeah. more more detail um, as we go on with this. But I, I definitely like loved it. Like it's the vocals and instrumentals were beautiful. It was. It was awesome. I, I, I'm kind of really jealous that I don't have it on vinyl, Shakuna. Um, but, uh, but however, it was a really, really uh, cool album to start out since I am new to the, like, this band and this album. So it's a, it was great. It was cool. Oh, that's right. This is your first uh, May band or May album, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah, you haven't listened to Destination Beautiful or uh, Oh God, can't think of the third album now for the life of the me. One that's um, all spacey. Yeah, but it's really good. Oh, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Oh man, maybe that's another one we should uh, do at some point in time. Uh, it's called uh, Sing- uh, Singularity. I don't know. I don't oh wait, know no, I have listened to Singularity. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that one's really really good. I like that one a lot. Anyways, uh, but yeah, we're here to uh, talk about the Everglow, uh, a fantastic second release from the band. Um, gents, do you want to just get right into it and start our the, play the uh, the first track off the album? Let's do it. All right, fantastic. It's called Prologue. Welcome to the Everglow by May. You are now listening to the audio portion of the album. And uh, then it goes through the whole process of, you know, what you should do when you hear uh, a certain sound and you, you turn the page. It's like a- I was really bummed because they have an ebook, but it requires flash because it's 20 years old or whatever at this point. It's not thing anymore, right? Yeah, the website does not work anymore. Oh, it'd be, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go through the ebook as I listen to it this time," and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't work." Oh, I didn't even think about doing that. Well, um, you can't. Well, so don't worry about it. Well, no, I know, but I mean, I wish you would have thought about that, even though it wouldn't have made any difference. But well, good news for you, gentlemen. The uh, the vinyl release does come with yeah. the book. Oh my gosh, this is just a flex episode for sure. It is. Apparently. It totally is. It totally is. You want to bust out your Finch? What it is to burn while you're at it? And you're <laughs> I mean, don't like, I have that too. I mean, don't I have that be too, mad because so. you don't have it. Don't be mad. It's fine. Listen, there's plenty I mean, of room in this vinyl community. It's okay. You're it's the, I mean, no, this one, Dan. Like, it, it, we can both show up in albums if, if you if you want. I'll bust out my AFI December Underground. You too. Uh, you, you son of a bitch. And sing the sorrow. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I want it. I want it. So the prologue and epilogue is spoken by Charlotte Martin. No idea who that is, but it's important to mention. It is important to mention, uh, and uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm, a, I think I'm a tiny bit older than you guys are, but I remember back in the day of well, listening. This is important for the podcast. How old are you? Oh, um, th- 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 <laughs> I'm old. I'm 38. <laughs> oh, you, you want you a fully made? Okay, so I'm 40. 
Oh, okay. I thought so, you were, I'm baby. You were like um, mentioned thirty there for a second. I am technically <laughs> still thirty five, but I'll be turning thirty six in like a month and a little bit. Oh, Benny's such a baby. Oh, you know. are such a baby. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, so yeah. Normally, I don't out my age, uh, but that's fine. It's fine. It's I fine. thought you were younger than that. Did you really? I also yeah. thought Aww. that too. So it's fine. Aww. I thought don't I was the, older. Don't than let you, the, to be honest. Don't let the baby face fool you. Um. So, anyways. Uh, so back in the day, I remember listening to audiobooks that had something very, very similar to that, where you had like, uh, God, I'm trying to remember some of the ones. I, a lot of like, Disney ones. Yeah, you know, like Disney, Fraggle Rock, that kind of shit. Like, I remember there was always like, there was always a record that that uh, was like the audiobook version of it. And they would say, you know, uh, to turn the page when you hear this sound, it was always like a beep or a ding or some sort of mm. other like not, nondescript sound effect. And that's when you knew to turn the page in the book. And like, this just brought back those same kind of vibes to me. I was like, oh, fuck. They, they, uh, they're really tapping into my childhood here. Right. I on. had Good. a Bernstein bear one. Ooh. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So then, then you already it. know, you, you know what it is. I like it. No, so, yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of like, uh, a lot of like podcasts and a lot of like meditation podcasts. And I felt like, like whoever did this, like must have some background in like, like guided meditation or something of like just like relaxation because I, I'm like, I just want to just like lie down and go to sleep as I, as I listen to this album. Cause it just, it was just very, very like her, the, the voice was like very like beautiful and it was a, a really like a perfect introduction. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, that, they, they read a shit ton of Berenstein Bear books. Yeah. One of the, one of the other. That. That's how I got that radio voice. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, it's, Bernstein it's so good. Bear. Bear, Baron, you know what's funny? It's called the Berenstain Bears. It's not Berenstein Bears. Did you know that? Oh, I feel like I knew that, but that's not going to change how I say it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change matter anyone. anymore. Yeah, at this point in stage, like if you've been saying Berenstein for like your entire life, just just let it go. It's it's fine. No big deal. Berenstein. Uh, yeah, it's it, no, it's Berenstain. I think I think Berenstain Bears. Could be. Huh? Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure play track right. two. Okay, track two is called We're So Far Away. When the light came upon us and we saw the other glow and the moment's magic swept us away And a young man's dream was almost seen so plain So right away, we have this piano and opening line set up the album and it's gorgeous. And you know, you're about to go on a sad adventure and ups mm-hmm. and downs hills. Even more so because that's the picture that accompanies it. Oh, you guys, you guys can't. Uh, the audio people can't see this, but it's uh, a gentleman with a suitcase walking down a big old mess of hills. Yeah. So, like, again, with no good I guess, context with like, uh, like on this band or anything previously, I thought right off the bat, it was either about like just like his relationship with, with like, the bands and the music. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's about his like partner and how his relationship with his music kind of affects his his relationship with his partner because they're always on the road. And it's kind of like it's in that kind of like like back and forth. It's more the former than it is the latter. Okay. Uh, because I don't think Dave was married at the time this album came out. Uh, so uh, yeah, this was really about the relationship to the fans and kind of how um, they've evolved since Destination Beautiful to turn this album out. So it was because I mean, uh, and this is a little bit of information kind of some, some to add to this is that um, the time in between Destination Beautiful and the Everglow in terms of production and release and all that stuff, they were actually um, in the process of working out a deal with a major label um, and Tooth and Nail, which is obviously the, the indie that they were signed to originally for Destination Beautiful and for Everglow. Um, they were trying to basically work out a deal where the major would take like a cut of their album sales. Um, and I think it, that fell through. And so um, this whole album kind of got caught up in just like the production hell, if you will, uh, where it almost didn't come out. So mm, okay, so I've read a few interviews. <laughs> Any other last minute comments about uh, We're So Far Away? Nope. Nope. I agreed nope. with... I the first time I heard it, I definitely thought it was about the audience and them growing as a band, going up to the next level in fame that they achieved. Sorry, burps, burps, <laughs> all the burps. Uh, all right, let's move on to track three. Someone else's arms. Here we go. 
Okay, that's 30 seconds, unfortunately. Ooh, that's fine. Remember, I can cut these down. That's true. Good point. But we don't want to play the whole song. No, true. we don't. So this is the start of Act 1. This is us getting to know our two people, or basically our protagonist and his relationship with whoever sure. it's going on with. Correct. But in this one... He's daydreaming about being with someone else. He's tired of the current situation he's in. Oh, I'm, I'm just giving you guys the, the picture here so you can see. Ah, beautiful art. In it though, yeah. This this whole uh, art art book, by the way, has amazing, amazing art. I'm sorry. Go on. But I love this song because it kicks off with the perfect energy for this band. Because like last one was beautiful, but this is like everyone really shining, just going right at it. Yeah, I think the only thing that's not really prominent in this song as much as others is there's not a lot of piano, which uh, kind of is like the main star of or the main star instrument, if you will, of the band. Uh, it's kind of what separates them apart from a lot of other rock bands in that genre. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing that I will say that I wish there was a little bit more piano to it. But aside from that, yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice, good driving rock song for sure. I like it. Yeah, wouldn't say it's my agree. favorite. But wouldn't yeah, say it's, it's my favorite from the album, but it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it though. Like, again, this, this whole progression of this relationship of someone on the road um, and how how like probably terrible it is. I, I can't imagine being away from like my like, like partner for, for, for like months at a time. Like that would be like, like the worst thing ever. Um, so I completely agree. And the having it just. Like, tie into that emotion as I was listening to it like just made it even more heartbreaking <laughs> as I was like like listening to this whole like album was like oh my god I feel, like, I feel so bad for like the protagonist um and I'm like oh it just it, it, it was rough but yeah I, I can at least see like the, the back and forth of like he's lying in bed like he, he like the, he's wondering what like like but his partner's doing like like maybe like they're somebody else maybe or they're just like, like lying awake he doesn't know and that's kind of like the, the tragic part of it like you have no idea like what your partner is doing i like, took this doing. as he's laying in bed with someone but he wants to oh. be in someone else's arms mm-hmm. and oh. that's the vibe he's i got feeling trapped in a routine so basically it's oh. like a marriage is kind of dead for the fir- for basically all of act one a lot of it's about a marriage that just feels dead. Oh, even okay. though he wasn't married at the time. This is the only song. I know this is a religious band in a sense, and they're on Tooth and Nail Records, but this is the only one that kind of gets on the nose with religion. Like at mm. the end of the song, he's talking about how uh, it's the last verse. It references like the man who has the truth, and then how the sin. Yeah. So the is line is hammer him to hell. Yeah, the oh. man is, or the, the line is more than words you keep to yourself, like a curse that fares thee well. One man's curse, one truth to tell, all this blame hammers your way to hell. So it's basically about I want to commit adultery, but doubt, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to hell. But if I, I do, do, I would go to hell. So that yeah. that's not that's not a good thing. <gasps> yeah. So the, the whole first act is about like like not being happy in the relationship you're in, which you could take that as like, maybe he's not being happy with, you know, being on the road all the time. There's lots of things. Cause like you said, he wasn't married at the time of this, but he was not. No, Dave was not. Uh, He, I think he was uh, heavily dating, but I don't think there was, yeah. Any like main commitments. Well, I feel bad for the girl he was dating at this time. Right. If she was just like, (laughs) but, but we got a good album out of it. Oh yeah. We got a great album out of it. it. Yeah. Two in one hand, one the other, right? All right. And because of the way Act One is, the next song confuses me. Let's move on to Track Four, Suspension. I love this song. Here we go. to stick around for the chorus but we're like 42 seconds in already no it's fine so the reason i have an issue with this song i think it's one of the best songs on the album this should be an act three agreed because i was confused by it the first few times i listened to it even up until i did my research for this because it's like he's talking about basically being head over heels for someone and being caught in that moment of like oh my god this is amazing but this whole first act is about like your failed 
relationship and like like the next two songs are just like really dark and sad in context but this one's so uplifting and happy this should be in act three when he's like talking about how he's refound his love and is happy again yeah so i'm gonna give you a quick little backstory on this song um so this actually was originally not intended to be on the album uh this was a oh. b-side from destination beautiful oh uh, mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> there you go uh so yeah so in between uh and i was talking to uh, wait or, or maybe i mentioned this here on the podcast i don't remember anyways um so in between writing uh the everglow and destination beautiful they were in that dispute with their uh, with a major label trying to, to find major label backing um in the meantime both dave and the rest of the band members were trying to find some sort of creative outlet to still get music out there because there was such a long lapse in between albums they did they released an album called destination b-sides which is a bunch of rarities and b-sides from uh the production time with destination beautiful and this was one of them okay. so i think yeah, it the, fits the and that album. version is completely different by the way i just think it should be at the end of the album it's an amazing song also this made it on so many mixtapes for girls from me oh yeah like in the early 2000s it's like ooh, i have a crush on you I'm going to put suspension on there. Same. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this song so much. It's it's one of my personal favorites off the album. But it's also because I liked the beast, the uh, the demo version of this from B-Sides and uh, Rarities and B-Sides. So, yeah. But I mean, so and you spoke about how it kind of is it kind of gets it feels like misplaced because it's mostly it's positive. Happy. It's yeah. happy. But I mean, like all relationships, there's ups and downs. So I that's what I was. That's what I was kind of feeling throughout this album it was like there was a lot of ups a lot of downs and it kind of went up and it wasn't like, it didn't like stay down when it was down and it, it and as with every single relationship that like, gets especially the, the like young love type of stuff it's like it's, it's the emotions are real and they are a roller coaster so that's kind of what i felt this album was and but i can I, I can see just given like the background that you guys just point out to me that i can see why it might be a feel a little misplaced but that was my kind of like uh, i guess interpretation of, but like someone else's something. arms he's wanting to be with someone else to cheat on whoever he's with sure. and then and this is the countdown which we'll get into everything's about to explode so like it just this is a perfect song and it should have been after they get together and are happier towards the end of the album. Yeah, I agree. Although arguably there are a few songs towards the end of the album. We'll get into this obviously later that don't necessarily fit that tone either. At least I don't think so. Mm-hmm. so. I just kind of felt like it was more like a, like, like they're in kind of like a, he's in like a, like a limbo kind of state yeah. expansion. Like it's, he can go either way. Like he, he's really, really in love, but who knows? <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, what, if you like, look at it that way, it could still fit there then. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Track five. This is the countdown. So yeah, this honestly should have gone right after someone else's arms because it's it's continuing the story of him being bored and feeling trapped and he wants to break free and like things are like triggering to the point where like this is the countdown like things are getting to the point where I'm just gonna I'm up and leaving. Yeah, it's like but, literally like the, the countdown till like is like breaking point. Like is yeah. all this like fight misery and like fighting and like just like toxic like energy even like worth it anymore? Is, yeah, is, yeah. Which I could totally relate with, not in my current relationship, but in in past relationships. I say you better watch your mouth there, Benny. Is is uh, the wife not around where you are? Oh, she's right here. Oh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm totally not talking about you, honey. I promise. Promise, we're not talking about you. Yeah, this is a great song, though. It is. Um, I my only my only criticism is, is is just like you pointed out, Dan, is that it's misplaced. It's it 
I think it should have been a little further at the start of the record as opposed to being closer towards, yeah, we're like kind of in the middle of it, to be honest, or at least dangerously close to being in the middle of the record. But uh, yeah, it's still a very good song. Not as good as Suspension, but man, it's a good one. I do think the drums and the piano work so well in this song. Just yes. the way they flow together. There's, I mean, it does it a lot on many tracks on this album, but this one, it really sticks out. Yeah. Um, also, too, uh, this is the only other album that their original pianist is actually featured in. Their next album, he uh, he left the band at that point in time. So um, this is the last time you get to hear. And he is a brilliant. He's also, I believe, if I remember correctly, he's also classically trained. Uh, so you can tell. Yeah, he is very, very, very talented, and I hope uh, whatever he's doing these days, uh, he finds some uh, some success and uh, satisfaction in what he does. All right, track six, Painless. Home starts. Listen to the bass line when it kicks in. Ready? baseline when it goes like again you like you said the piano is like your prominent figure on this album but whenever an instrument is going with that piano and they're really shining like right now it's a simple baseline it's just a but the two of them play off so well together yeah uh, very similar to the last track that we heard where there is there's this definitely cohesion that exists with the bass player and the and the pianist yeah um, and and they they just it's like a synergy that goes on there. Um, not to use corporate buzz terms, because fuck that. Uh, <laughs> wow, corporate. Um, yeah, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater here. Okay, let's let's capture the low hanging fruit and open the kimono a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so this song is about feeling numb. You're like you're tired of the fights to the point where the fights don't even matter anymore. You're just like, okay, we're fighting again. Like he's gonna keep pretending that he's fine, that everything's fine, even when nothing is fine until he escapes it all. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very well done song. Um, it's it's not one of my personal favorites. I'm being honest. This is this is kind of like low, low, low on the bottom of the, the scale for me for in terms of the entire album. But the two uh, the two songs that I think are low are going to be surprise you. Oh, really? I'm not, Interesting. Not there yet. Interesting. Okay. So I mean I definitely agreed with Dan here. It's, it's just like like he's like you know he feels all this pain. He feels like no pain basically. Like like it's, yeah. it's, it's just just like numb to it. He is just like oh this is just how it is. <laughs> um, and it's this uh, is my life now. Like yeah this is my life. You know that, that whole like you know that meme like everything's fine and like and, and it's the like, the dog everything's like burning around him. Yeah yeah with a with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Yeah, yep. that's basically how I feel. Like if this song could be encapsulated in a meme. That's what it would be. Like everything's fine, but it's not fine. It, it, it's it's completely terrible, for sure. So this is the beginning, or that's the end of Act One. And honestly, this correct. This whole album should be used almost for therapy for relationships for some people. <laughs> because for some act, people, yeah. Act Two, we go into like communication. In my opinion, like they start finding hope. They start looking at things differently. They find they find ways to connect. So let's get into Act Two with Track Seven, The Ocean. Or let's get into Act Yeah, Act Two, Track ocean. Seven, The Ocean. Yeah, it's called The Ocean. We must try figure it out, figure it out. How. It won't be that easy. We lost it somehow. So yeah, the song seems to be about mending relationships, finding hope in an ocean 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's been complaining about, you know, this relationship dying for the last few tracks, and he's finally seeing a way to fix things, kind of, or, yeah. Yep. So, uh, fun fact about this song in particular, this was the song that was actually shopped around to Tooth and Nail when they when May was actually thinking about writing the Everglow. So this was a song that Dave had written kind of as part of like a post-writing session after Destination Beautiful. And he kind of had like a rough skeleton sketch out of this song and then showed it to whoever like one of the, the label execs were. Um, and they're like, we really like this. We just don't know what to do with it as of right now because uh, it doesn't really fit the map to anything that you guys are doing um and so it got scrapped for a while until obviously the whole kind of the, the session started kind of coming to light and dave re-brought this song back to the label and said listen I, this song needs to be included some way somewhere because i feel it, it's relevant to the, the the overall thematic of of the album or the concept of the album i love and, this uh, song but i don't know if i would have shopped this song this was the one they wanted the, i mean they, it's a beautiful song but it doesn't show the complete energy of what's going on in this album. Well, in all fairness, uh, May didn't really have like a ballad type song for That's quite true. some. I mean, if you listen to Destination Beautiful, and I know Benny, you haven't. Uh, but <laughs> Destination, Be- and no, no, that's that's not that. I'm not poo pooing. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying that if <laughs> I am not though I'm totally not. Uh, but if you had, had if you'd listened to it, you know that like Destination Beautiful is kind of more just like heavy. I wouldn't say heavy rock. It's it's just it's. It, primarily rock all the way through there's not really a ballad so to speak and this is kind of like their big shot at a at a ballad and i think that's the reason why dave felt like he wanted to include a ballad in in the, his next album because didn't get a chance to do it with the first one so yeah but yeah it was a beautiful song though i mean I, as you kind of pointed out it's, it's a moment of regret like their right partner comes over to try to mend things and it's kind of like the start of hopefully this relationship like blossoming and, and kind of moving on from all their past shit. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, one last little thing I want to add in here too. Uh, so if you guys own, if anyone who's listening to the, the podcast and not watching the video version of this, I don't know if we're going to post the video version. We might, but anyways, uh, if you are listening or listen to the audio version and you have this album and you look at the cover art for uh, this song in particular in the, in the booklet that accompanies the album or the CD or whatever, um, I really, when I first saw the artwork for that, I actually kind of wanted to get that tattooed on my body because I really love that picture in particular. It's a gentleman with a suitcase and he's like riding on a whale in like this endless ocean. And I was kind of just like, man, I'm like, that's kind of awesome. And I kind of want that. I never did. But maybe one day I will. Maybe one day. So we're moving on to this couple's starting to feel it out. Things are starting to work out again, but they're not completely there. That's when we get to the breakdown. Track eight. It's magic, she says to me. I hinder her when she approaches sweetly. It's enough when I see that look in her eyes. It's enough for me to paralyze. Waiting for the This song, not to like break it down to the bare bones here, but you're not going to break down, break down. (laughs) You sure? In any relationship after you've had a fight, you know, that first 30 minutes after when things have gotten better, you're still like on edge. You're like, is this going to break into another fight here? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's basically encompassing this song. It's like, all right, we've been fighting so long and we're having like the best time. Let's say, when is it going to break? When when are we when, going to when's go the other back shoe to gonna, fight? Yeah, yeah, when's the other shoe going to drop? Like, this is wonderful. What's what's the catch-22 here? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll agree with that one for sure. And it's like, a stunning I, song. <laughs> it's, it's one of my it's favorites. Good. It's um, good. To be honest, it's probably one of my favorites. Um, I, I can't really give you, like, it's a complete, like, a, like, like, like top, but it's one of my favorites that... Um, I, I listened to like, uh, all of the course of review in this album, but uh, yeah, it definitely it's one part that I really uh, enjoyed was the, the talk about the last goodbye and it's callback to when they broke up and the moments that they could have created. So it was like a, a lot of like reflection on what could have been. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's like 
most people who like break up and then who get back together, like it's there's often a moment of of regret because you're like, well, if we would have just worked on this and gotten our shit together, <laughs> yep. we probably could have been happy. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I, I got from this uh, this breakdown song, but it definitely was. Uh, that, that's what you got from the breakdown of the breakdown? Yes, exactly. I'm glad we broke down the breakdown. <laughs> I'm glad we broke it all down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is a controversial song, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. Track Ooh. nine, Mistakes We Knew We Were Making. Here we go. Sure. Benny, do you know what this song is legitly about? I mean, about? so allegedly, um, just from what I'm like, just in the lyrics and everything, it seems like it's unplanned unpl- uh, pregnancy is what I kind of uh, got from it. And yes. because they're a uh, quote unquote like like Christian uh, like band, I can see why they kind of mm-hmm. caused because like some controversy just because it's about like premarital like sexual relations. Um, premarital sex. <laughs> that that led to like unplanned pregnancy so that's kind of what i got from it i'm assuming that is correct i think I'm, in the like, current culture though with stuff i was reading on reddit people were just mad about the fact that they kept calling it a mistake like it's mm-hmm. about a child and it's the mistakes we knew we were making oh like it's repeated over and over in the song and then in the religious aspect at the end of the song, it talks about like looking inward to the eyes or looking inward. You have new uh, fresh eyes or something. Uh, and you could look at that as like a religious thing, or you could look at it as, Oh, there's a baby inside me and I'm looking at everything in the world differently now because I have a child. So, so and when, I mean, the lyric oh, is, and when we try to think of the life inside, we find ourselves looking at the world through new eyes. Yeah. So you could take new that eyes as a being metaphor. aspect or you could so, take that as a, child in my belly i didn't really uh-huh. i don't really consider it the, the mistake to be like the mistake they, they, they knew they were making was the the premarital sex i don't i don't really think that the mistake was what happened because of the quote-unquote mistake oh i don't um, think but, so either it's not the yeah. way i took it at all but no yeah i just was yeah it was like i want to touch base on that and like one little lyric that i liked was a uh, it was like oh little one on the other side dancing to the band so i was playing sing with all you might um, that that's him talking to his child, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I got from that. So I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's cute. Like, mm-hmm. these two are in love, and they played around a little bit, and they found out. <laughs> True. They fucked around, they found out. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a beautiful song. The only my only gripe about the song is uh, from on a production Uh-oh. side of things. It's it's not the lyrics. It's the production side of things. Uh, I don't like the forced kind of like harmony that exists in the with the the in the da, beginning. Da, no, no, no. That's that's fine. No, I'm I'm talking about uh, Dave. It, it maybe it sounds like Dave has like a chorus booster on 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 his vocals. It just like it sounds like someone else is like singing the same lyrics, but just like slightly pitched down. Um, um yeah, like I I pick that up every time that I hear that song. It, it just kind of like nails on a chalkboard for me. Uh, but in terms of like the the theme of the song and the the lyrics and everything, it's it's spot on. Uh, a very it kind of harkens back almost to like the the unspoken metaphors that you find in the Benfold song brick. Okay. Um, cause that, cause in case you guys didn't know that song's about an abortion. So, um, but yeah, so to me, like when you can, once again, as Dan, you pointed out, it's like, you can kind of allude this to something else. It's like that it has more of a religious connotation and not necessarily about a pregnancy. Uh, but I, I think with songs like brick, it's, it's kind of like it, it hits you over the head like a brick. It's like you you know what you're getting into with that. That's the problem with this song, though, is it's filled with beautiful metaphors. And with metaphors, you can take it however you feel you need to take it. That's music, Whatever though, baby. Whatever your background is, that's how you're going to view this song. It's all good, yeah. That's oh, music, sure. baby. <laughs> all right, uh, track 10, cover me. Yeah, let's go.
So this is my least favorite track on the album. Yep, it's mine too. Uh, and the chord and progression the same- is a pop song. It's and it's a lot going on, and I just don't like the way it's sung. Yeah, I I I don't like it either. And it's for the same reasons I just mentioned it in the previous song. It's it's that whole like if it's if it's someone else singing, they are very much out of tune, and it's jarring against Dave Elkins's voice uh, yeah, or against deep, his vocals. That deep. Yeah, vocals that, that are trying to harmonize but it sounds like a a 90s metal band yes, singer yes like- ex- yes exactly and that's yeah that to me is like the most jarring thing of the song like i don't know if it's like it could be like one of the maybe like the guitar player maybe i don't know but whoever it is it's trying to do uh like like vocals alongside dave it just sounds really really mismatched mm-hmm. i don't know why but yeah it's it's definitely not my favorite from the from the album it's not bad it's just it's it's kind of a it's usually the, my it's, skip song. Yeah, it's mine too. And I I mean I don't hate the concept. It's a cute concept about like, hey, I'm realizing that you are the person that if I communicate and talk to and I'm with, you're gonna cover me. Like we have each other's backs. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of relationship we're growing here, and it's amazing. Yeah. Benny? No, I uh so I just I thought it was just like a a song about like just asking and like getting support um from like, I didn't really think it was just it was just for like their like partners just about just like, like in general like, a, like if it like friends or family or like all, all their partner and just asking for support in midst of like all the chaos like 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 please help me um, if so this song I, was not on this album you could definitely just counted as like hey buds would you cover me but because yeah, of the so way guess, this whole album storyline goes I can, yeah that, it's, it's definitely I, I not your buddies in this one well yeah um but i just I, I guess if you i guess if you cover it from like the like from the last song to this one it's yeah i just i need support through this yeah <laughs> i cannot do yep. this alone like if they're progressing from the previous like like, like, like song and, and that story and going to like this one and cover me it's a uh, definitely not a one man uh, show, so it definitely needs to <laughs> support through that. So. <laughs> someone, right. help, someone help Dave. So, someone needs he needs some help. So now we're him. done with Act Two. They realize they can work on things. They're building this new trust, this new love. They built a baby. They're building all kinds of things. A, a baby. <laughs> they built a baby. So now we're into Act Three. The love. Yeah. This is called and it's the, the Everglow track. It's the title track. Night. All right, yeah. here's my second controversial choice. Oh, this is my really? second least favorite song in the album. I think for you're building up to this moment, right? They're mm-hmm. in love. They're sure. finally at this moment. I think when we'll get into next track, but the next track is a better representation of yes the love and happiness that they're feeling. Everglow, besides the amazing piano parts. I think is the most boring song on the album. Ooh, wow, that is a hot take. I know that's a that's a very that's that's spicy hot. Ha, uh, watch out, I'm, everyone! I'm throwing fists. <laughs> Oof! All, all the all those con- uh, Christian uh, teeth and nail fans are going to be very very upset with you for that one. Um, <laughs> I love this album. I'm just saying. I think. Oh that- no no! You're getting some angry emails now, sir. For being the title track, this song does nothing for me. Maybe it's because of the hype of being the title track. I expected more from it. But in all fairness, don't a lot of title tracks kind of also fall into that same sort yeah. of 
There, maybe I, I was going into it expecting bad because I'm used to it. Maybe I'm the only real title track that I can think of in recent memory that fits like that lives up to the hype of it, if you will, is American Idiot by Green Day. Like, oh, all right, I can see that. But I actually Just agree that like the next song like better encompasses like like the love like then and Everglow is kind of like eh, like the Everglow is more like hey, so we're in love, right? cool mm-hmm. um so are we gonna do this <laughs> that's kind of like what i kind of got from um, we bone in or what <laughs> so it's like so like we, we, we have a we have a kid we're in love right yeah let's be happy that's that's basically what i kind of got from the everglow um, yeah i did enjoy the next song a little more a lot more um but we'll get that's to that. my thoughts yeah so, so yeah, you know I'm when gonna... you finish a video game and just before the final cutscene that you want to see, there's like a little bit of music while the bad guy's slowly dying. That's how I feel about the Everglow. It's like, okay, okay, let's get to the real one. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm gonna go against the both of you on that one. I actually this is not this is not like my favorite song from the album by any means, but I think I think it has a, a a nice natural progression, and I love the chorus of this song. I don't know why it. I don't know, you but know. just like the the weird the weird kind of like uh, arpeggios that exist with the piano. Oh, it, the piano is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it, just something about it just kind of adds this kind of lift to it. Um, now, does that lift really take you much of anywhere? No. No. But. I still think it's a solid song all around. Um, it's it's definitely not it's not the bottom. That's where you guys sure. are. I didn't it, say I didn't like it, and I think it's a solid song. I just all right. Let me. Well, you just said this. you didn't like it. Let me preface this also by saying I don't think there's a bad song on this album, but the this <laughs> song and the song before it are my least favorites. Okay, that that's show. fair. That's fair. Okay. All Let's right. Let's move on to the good track. Track 12, Ready and, ready and Waiting to Fall. That's yeah. That was like a minute and a half. <laughs> it's because that song is amazing. You have it's, you have that xylophone so good, yeah. in there. You have palm muting that goes perfectly with his like amazing poetic like verses. Like mm-hmm. it describes love so like incredible in this song. Like this is like a wedding song. Mm. I wouldn't go that far necessarily, but uh, I, I could see where I could see where you're getting that impression for I sure. Could, but this is my favorite one of my favorite songs on the album. And I, maybe that's why the last song is so down on the list for me, because this one is right after. Okay. I, I can, I can vibe with that. Uh, I, I do like this song a lot though. It's, it's, it's one of my personal favorites from the album as well. I, I almost kind of wish though, that it was maybe a little bit closer to the front, uh, end of the album. I know obviously maybe thematically that wouldn't make sense. It doesn't. You have to it, keep no, it I, at the end. Act three. I, uh, yeah, I think I should be at the end as well. We're going right. by a story here. Act I know. I get it. And I, yeah, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. We're all entitled to your, our own opinions, even yeah. Yours all. both just suck. That's all. <laughs> if they would have put suspension like they should have, like before or after the song, this would have been a very. I mean, the whole album's great, but it would have been a very back heavy album. Like it would. You're right. You're right. It's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's because May does happy so well. They do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's actually kind of uh, refreshing to see them actually take a, a take on sadness in some regards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we Benny. move it on. Unless you have well, comments, we, Benny. Yeah, we, Benny didn't say anything. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, you just cut me off. It's fine. No, it's fine. Oh, um, wow, <laughs> such hostility from you this evening, sir. It's all right. Um, but yeah, it's mainly just about, as we kind of spoke about. It's a love song about like like finding um about finding happiness and finding love and like it's definitely grown. Like, he's definitely grown nostalgic about like their kind of journey, like how they met, how they were so in love, and they had their ups and downs, and finally now 
they landed where they are i'm mm-hmm. deeply in love and it's so it's so beautiful to 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 hear and, and, and to see i guess but yeah i thought i really had i mean i think it's like overall it's a really beautiful like love song i mean a wedding song maybe if it was like, acoustic like that would be cute mm-hmm. that would but be like good. the first couple lines to the song about like i'm drowning but not, you don't need to reach out i'm happy here like i'm I'm peacefully at bliss with what's happening right now. Actually, Benny, I had a quick question for you, considering that both me and Dan have listened to this album multiple times, and this was one of your first times listening to the album, obviously prior to today. Sure. Um, what was the what was the kind of scenario that you were actually listening to this album? Like, were you listening to this like on the uh, drive to work? Were you listening to this at home? Like, what was paint me a picture? Like, where where were you when so you were listening to this album? I didn't the first want time? any distractions, so I was just I was at home, um, mm-hmm. and I just, I had it. I'm like my phone and I was t- taking notes on my computer but it was sure. just like I just I always wanted to be like just like in like silence um yeah. and just be able to like really kind of feel feel the song I mean if I was like driving I would be very like obviously distracted if I was at work I would be distracted so I definitely want to make sure I I could fully invest like my time and energy and mind into into the album so that's why I was just like I was just at home and it was just—it was great. It was an overall great experience, obviously. Right on, man. Yeah, Did I, you I share was it with your wife. No. <laughs> oh, a, you it's should. It's a lovely album to share. You with should. One. Wait, does does your wife uh, enjoy the same music that you do, or is no. is there no no? Oh oh, <laughs> I have a question now. Oh, now I have a question. What what type of music does she listen to? A bunch of stuff, but her her favorite band is a uh, Malpin and Sons. Um, so. We're gonna go see uh, like Marcus Mumford. He's, he's doing a solo uh, uh, like tour, um, and he's playing. I believe it's is it the Fox G? Yeah, she, it's fine. It's it's, it's the Fox. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have front row tickets, don't you know? <laughs> well, what's funny is like so like they're like, this is kind of off topic, but they're. Like the seats at the Fox, I'm sure you guys know this, are like really expensive, mm-hmm. and like the ones that are just like GA, like yeah. are like actually reasonably priced. Um, but oh, right on. Um, just because like we don't want to be, I guess, like, like staying staying the whole time. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't really care, but she's not really a fa- she's not really a fan of standing, um, which I understand. Like I, those times where I just like fight through the pain of of standing the like hours through 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 a concert. So, man, I don't know about you guys, but like after hours of standing for GA, man, my entire body just hates me for like the whole yep. next two or three days. Yeah, so I can understand that, but uh, yeah, I guess like I I, I try. Like I, I I I showed her. I forget, I forget what song it was from from the hum. Goes on forever, but it was a Laura and the Beehive, and I'm like, oh, like, and I I I want to like give. Should, have you actually like? No, I haven't. Shh, I have okay, not so, listened to the album yet. I am okay, waiting. Oh my god! I, stop! So it is com- is going to be here tomorrow. I we know how important that, that song is. Like, next, we should do that one as our next. Uh, we can't. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe we could. I don't know. But no. Uh, so yeah, everyone that's been talking about that song in particular keeps on saying like how it's like the most pivotal song they've ever written. And <laughs> and I am I'm just like, oh, man, I should really listen to it. I'm like, no, I promised myself that I was going to savor this until it came until the record showed up. Yeah. And then I, and mine, I'm going to do it. Should it should be here shortly. But I showed her that Lauren Beehive song. And I'm like, oh, mm. she could love this. And she's like, oh. It's all right. Oh, <laughs> and but it's not her style though, like, which I, I I knew going into it that um, yeah she probably wasn't gonna like it. Um, but it wasn't like she I think it just wasn't, wasn't her thing. So right on. Okay. Well, that hey, listen, I I've learned something about you every day. I I, I always wanted to know like what what the the relationship was like that was uh they're like so yeah cool interesting. All, all right. right. Uh, so, track. Sorry, yeah, we got one final note though. Um, sure. We're, we're kind of going off on a, on a tangent here, but what's great though about it is that like it's so we can enjoy like music like separately. Um, mm-hmm. and so I can go to like a pop punk show, and I know for a fact that, that she's not gonna like she's not gonna like be like like jealous that I'm going to like a show like either. Like, <laughs> yeah. By myself or with you guys like there's no jealousy there because she's she's not a fan of the music so that's um is kind of a cool little nugget um of, of information there so <laughs> nice right. that's, that's a nugget that's a nugget all right. all right gents we got three more songs left so let's uh let's oh, power yeah. through me oh yeah we have that plug all right well, track 13 anything
I fucking love this song. The Same. guitars in this bad boy are just amazing. Another chorus that's just so uplifting and positive and great to sing along with. I love the church bells in the background too, like giving that mm-hmm. sign of like, hey, we're at the marriage points. Mm. Some of my favorite lyrics on the album are on this song. Honestly, like spoiler alert for the next song too, but act three is my favorite. If they would have put <laughs> suspension instead of the Everglow, act the whole last four songs besides epilogue would have been like I I love the back half of this album. Yeah, it's uh I I do like the, the great thing that I love about this song in particular, uh, and we obviously we didn't listen to it because it's at the end of the, the track, is um, the the course of the the wind gets from the, 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 the and I can do anything. Yeah. Um, like I, I like how he does like a little bit of a vocal pitch or a tonal shift there. It's, it's like uh, there's wonder in everything. Yeah. Um, like I love, I don't know why, but that part just kind of helps to just marry it all together at the end of it. Um, and then obviously it bleeds in so perfectly with that kind of like wave crashing as we get into Sun and the Moon, uh, which is the last track on the album. No, it's I definitely agree, and I, I liked how like he still isn't like the the pain that he kind of felt in his past is still like it's it's. It's there, but it's not there. But it's being replaced with like all like the positive, and, and like love that he is experiencing now. So like it's the pain is lingering basically, but it's yeah. being replaced by all this like positive, like energy and love, and that's where I kind of like I took from it, and I definitely like like this song a lot. I feel like it was a really cool extension of Ready, Waiting to Fall, um, but uh, yeah, like overall it was it was really great. And I, 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 I didn't notice the the, the church bells. I might. I don't know if I yeah. wasn't like listening hey, like as closely. But uh, yeah, hang all. on. I'll, I'll play it. I'll play, play the chorus. It. Just hear. All the- right, here you go. Yep. Good there years. They're faintly in the background, but that's where you really hear them is the Yep. Kind of like on the downbeat. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very subtle, but when you hear it, you're like, oh shit. Okay. We're kind of like getting to like a wedding sort of situation here. Oh, you got more? No, no, no. I don't get any more. We got, we got one more song here, gents. One more, one more track. Track 14, the sun and the moon. The words seem to flow and the thoughts they keep So pretty, so pretty. So this, it reminds I oh, go ahead. it's a wedding song, I believe. I think this is more of a wedding song than than the previous one. It seems like a yeah. like a vow. Um like a vows um song. Yeah. Um and I I definitely think this this could be an amazing like a like wedding song if a couple well, so if if you think about it, anything is the church bells ringing as the couple is entering into the chapel to start the ceremony, and yep. Sun and the Moon is them giving their vows as they're about to finally put on the rings and, and walk down the aisle. Yes, think about that. I, I definitely kind of felt the like the marriage like vibe in anything, but. I don't know why I didn't even hear those wedding bells. Like that, that totally makes more sense because I definitely felt like mm-hmm. the, like the marriage vibe, like anything. And then this, as you kind of said, like it kind of ties it in a nice little, a nice little wedding bow. Um, inside the moon, um, <laughs> where they sing the vows and they commit their lives to each other and eternal love. So it's a hell yeah, all, baby. I mean, <laughs> it's such a gorgeous song. I love it. I love it mm-hmm. so much. It's it reminds me of like Jack's mannequin slow song. Kinda, mm-hmm. yeah. With I, the way I can, the violin. I piano play and his the way his vocals go i'm like oh this feels like a jack's mannequin song could be yeah absolutely yeah it's the uh the only thing me being nitpicky uh i think it's a little too long though it's it clocks in at seven minutes and 16 seconds Mm. i feel like you probably could shave that down to about five and still had the same impact yeah yeah 
but it's still great. <laughs> oh, it's you know, I'm not saying it's a bad song. No, it's it's great. I just feels a little long in the tooth. Mr. Simon over here is tearing apart this amazing May song. Hey, you I know just... I'm you know I'm the podcast Simon Cowell. I'm going to be critical of everything that I listen to. It's how it's how I learn, damn it. It's how I learn. <laughs> I'm okay with that promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I tore apart the Everglow, so I can't knock you for tearing down a few other parts of the other songs but yeah. i still think it's a perfect song no it's good it's very good it just i think it's a little could be could be tightened up just a little bit that's all that's all it's good all right let's hear just a little bit of track 15 the epilogue to close this bad boy out let's let's listen to the end of the uh the audiobook berenstein bear style let's go oh hold on wait here we go i'll skip ahead here we go hello again hi Everglow by May. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I want more. You enjoyed your journey. I did. It's fabulous. Nice. Goodbye. Bye. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Bye. Buttons up really nicely because I believe that same piano rift is at the prologue as well. Hold on. It is. Just just double checking. I just think it's in a different key. Right. Yep. It's just a different yep. key. It's just in a different key. But yeah, it's uh, beautiful. So that's cool. the Everglow. That's your that's your first experience of May there, Benny. Yeah, man, it was a it was wonderful. It's a honestly, I, I hopefully I get introduced to a lot more, I, I guess, like, albums and, and like bands and as people probably have already kind of realized. Like I'm mostly my genres mostly into in, into one in a one, one little slot there with my like email and like pop punk but i'm always open to like new bands and new, new experiences um so oh, we'll introduce you to the oh don't yeah this this is just the start benny you you think just you think we just let you have one? Oh boy you, you haven't even touched the shallow end of the, of the swimming pool yet oh. my friend we, so we, just to <laughs> clarify so i mentioned like uh, doing this for the hum and you guys said no is there a reason why i I'm no, I'm I'm not against it. Uh, it just we both me and Dan have had uh, some sidebar conversations, and there are other albums that we are intrigued to introduce you to. To you want to be completely honest, I yes. Before the podcast separated with Josh, me and Josh ended it. The second to last episode we did was a Wonder Years album. Oh, and I just don't want to do a Wonder Years album. Oh, that recent. Like, honestly, no, I would sense. love to do the hum, but it might have to be like next year mm-hmm. <laughs> just to give it some space from the one we did two months ago. What that album did you guys sense. do by by chance? Ah, uh, the one with the pigeon laying down. I cannot remember the name of Suburbia or yeah, whatever. Suburbia. Yep. Suburbia. Great album. Yeah. Love that and that was them. Him and his buddy were like, oh, Danny, you need to listen to the Wonder Years. And I had not listened to them up until that moment. Oh, they introduced interesting. me, and then I went down a rabbit hole and fell in love with them. Sure. All of it. Did you ever, I don't know if I asked you this, Danny, or not, but uh, get stoked on it. Have you ever listened to that album? Uh, hold on. It's, Wait, again, they, it's not on. What's, what's the album it's called? A, it's a Wonder Years uh, like, album. It's called. Uh, get stoked on it, and it's, I think it's their first. That was their release. first. Yeah, no, and I've heard it's about like, it, but I've not. It's so wild um, to see like the band progression from that point. What to... do you think of Sister Cities? <sighs> you know, you know, it's funny. Oh. That is, I I bought it, but it, it was one album that I wasn't too excited um, about for some reason um but they played a, a number of their track uh, tracks from that album on their recent tour that, that i went to um and it was great people loved it um but for some reason i never really got into sister cities even though i have it on vinyl um but uh it was probably like the album that on the bottom of my list but it probably is unfair because i haven't really given it a fair couple of lessons. I've only listened to it like a handful of times. So it's not my favorite from what I've heard, but I mean, people seem to love it though. Like I think like on Apple music, it's 
like the, the title track, um, it's funny, we were just talking about that, that is a pretty high up there. So people seem to like it and people went I need, ape shit for those songs at the show. So I need to give it another chance too because I'm in the same boat as you. That week that I was doing that, I listened to Suburbia. I listened to Greatest Generation. I listened to Closer to Heaven. I loved them. And I went into yes. Found Sound and they had Sister Cities for 14 bucks in the used section. I was like, oh shit, I can own a Wonder Years album. And I got home, and it was my first play. I put it on. I was like, "This is okay, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> no, and honestly, like, it's I I wouldn't take offense to that because I kind of felt the same way. Even and I'm a pretty like big like one of years uh, uh, I guess fan, um, but yeah. that was one album. I think I mean I think most bands we can all kind of agree that one album. Like if they have one album that's like I kind of miss, that's probably not really a bad thing. Like it's they can't nope. be bangers they can't all be bangers like it's, yes jimmy they can world. yes jimmy, like jimmy world. world jimmy world can totally every all be bangers, bangers. every okay, single fine. one so <laughs> i'm trying to give it another chance but remember i was going off those three great albums like in two yeah. days and then i picked up that one and put it on and it's a different tone and feel and i'm like i just did not like it right away but i am going to give it another listen because i've heard the same thing yeah and the hum definitely is it definitely is. A, I think I want to get into the, like, this conversation because I feel like we should probably save it for another like day. But it definitely, oh, yeah. like, like the this lyrics and like, like his dance vocals are. I, I just want to say like they were supremely, uh, I guess, like, improved from Sister Cities in, in my opinion. But I'm again, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin it for this man over here. So <laughs> fair. Uh, okay, so before we wrap up, gentlemen, I have a curveball question to ask the the both of you. Uh, kind of a little Johnny on the spot here, if you will, considering we just got done listening to the Everglow here. Top three songs from the album, uh, not necessarily in particular order, but just your favorite three songs from the album uh, in general. Hit Easy. Suspension, got. Ready, Waiting, and Fallen Anything. Wow. Good. Ooh. Benny? <sighs> <laughs> Okay, so I think that's. Uh, I have to go through this a little bit. Hmm. Shakunas is just the Everglow, the Everglow, and the Everglow. <laughs> no, not true. Not true. <laughs> not true. I'll, I'll give so, you. I'll give you my. I'll like, give you my three. Breakdown. If, so hold on. Breakdown. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. I'm ready and waiting to fall, and then. Uh, let me think. And, Come on, and anything is arms. the best song. Ah, what'd you say, Benny? I'm sorry, I missed it. Someone else's arms. Oh, that's that, that, that's, that's that's really good. For me, it is uh, suspension. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, it's, it's such it's such a good song. Suspension, ready and waiting to fall, and the ocean are mine. All right, so all of us. I, I don't want to laugh. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah, Suspension is by far my favorite song from the entire album. That's... So we can come to the conclusion that all three of us loved Ready, Waiting to Fall. That's the best song on the album. No, Suspension is, but that's fine. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the, there, this is the one time I will say that there are a right and wrong answers, and the right answer is Suspension. <laughs> Just accept it. Nope. <laughs> I don't want I mean, to. I love Suspension. It was in my top three. But... <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to wrap things up here. I won't say the tagline because I know that's yours, Dan. Yeah, that's uh, mine. Don't you dare. But thanks for listening to another episode of uh, B-Side Ourselves. Where can we find you guys on the internet? That's what I was going to say. That was my line. Oh my God. Well, you were <laughs> Benny, where can we find <laughs> Benny, where can we find you on the internet? So Benny and the Wax on TikTok, and if you go to my TikTok, you can find me on my Instagram that's linked, which is at Benny Toe Alexander, and then Benny um, Toe just on Twitter. I'm actually debating on making all three the same. Um, you should, just because it gets, at one point it was everything was the same, and then I just changed it for some reason. But I am thinking about just changing everything to Benny and the Wax. You should. So, because that would probably make the most sense and probably the easiest for if anybody wants to find me, they, they can make that adjustment. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, Dan, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Ecto Cooler Ghost on the TikToks. You can also find me on Instagram at Bourbon and Blood. That's yeah. it. 
And you can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet at the Big Chicken with that. That is TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch. That's if you, if you type in the Big Chicken, you're gonna find me there most likely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. It's time to flip the record over.